Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions Podcast. I am your host, Emmanuel Hecke, and it is an amazing last Monday of October. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Um, episode 195 we're inching closer and closer to episode 200 glory be to god man glory be to god i love i love i love um getting behind this mic each week i love the opportunity to speak to you all and and i'm so grateful and i'm so privileged to be in the position to where you guys are even tuning in to listen to the things that uh, god has put on my heart um you know a lot of things I might take for granted, a lot of things that I typically feel entitled to in life, I'm coming to recognize that I shouldn't be feeling entitled to a lot of the things that I feel entitled to, or anything that I feel entitled to. And we're going to talk about that today, if you haven't guessed from, you know, the title. Um, and man, you know, it. I, I have been a lot more grateful in life. And I have been able to recognize more of God's love in my life um, because I've realized how entitled I might be to so many things in life. And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, And I'm excited to. But I wanted to say this because my favorite episodes are the ones where I talk about things that are convicting me. But do understand, you know, if you're if you've been listening to this episode, to this podcast for a while, you know, good and dang well that, you know. I'm not scared to say something that is going to be convicting to you. Um, But just to be very clear, man, you know, whenever I talk about sin and the sin that we have and the sin that we're battling through right now, I never want you guys to think that I'm not among the conversation. I'm very much in the conversation. I am not a perfect person. I am not Jesus Christ. I try my best to be, but I fall short. Um, And... You know, when I talk about these topics, I like it because I I get to open up and really preach from an experience like, you know what I'm saying? Um, So so I'm excited in that. Right. But then also, I want to say that when we talk about things that are convicting, do understand that the the, the beginning part of the gospel is that you are a sinner. Right. But that's not where the gospel ends. That's where the gospel starts. Thank God that we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit helps us to become better. Right. So we can boldly ask God to search us and know us and and reveal the wickedness that's in our hearts, because when it's revealed to us, man, we can start praying and working alongside the Holy Spirit in order to overcome those things. So do understand, man, that when we talk about sin, we talk about entitlement or we talk about sexual immorality, we talk about anything that um, you might be struggling with, that you might feel convicted by. It's all love. Um, and do understand that there is hope for all of us, man, because Jesus is our hope. Um, but before we get into the episode, of course, we have some announcements. First and foremost, Bible studies next week. This is the last Monday of October, which means next Monday is the first Monday of November. And on first Mondays, we have um, our Bible study. So 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. We back at it. Um, we got the, you know, we, I know we have our regulars coming in, but hey, all of, all of the regulars, let's invite a friend. Let's invite a friend next week. All right. One hour Bible study. We we I mean, we go over time, but like 
the Bible study teaching ends at 630. So we're not going to take more than an hour of your time. And then it's voluntary. You know, some people like to have more conversation after that. So come out. You know what I'm saying? You don't even got to put your camera on. No, it's like only like two, three people that put their camera on. Come out. You know, put me on in the background. Maybe you're doing your work, whatever it might be. And we're going to have some Bible study. We're going to come together. You know, we can have conversation as well. I love Bible study because it's different from me just, you know, talking at you on this podcast, but rather us having conversations. And there's so many people that God is blessed with spiritual wisdom in that Bible study that I even be learning stuff while I'm teaching. So um, definitely come out to Bible study next week. Sign up. Link is in the bio when you sign up. Of course, you're going to then get the Google Meets link uh, closer to the date, more than likely around Sunday night. Um, So that's coming up next week, of course. With the beginning of November, we're kicking off our men's month, which is a month that we are dedicated to redefining manhood um, and establishing the definition of manhood as is given to us in the Bible. So we got podcast episodes. We got the defining series blog, um, blog, um, blog editions of our of our of our devotionals. We got uh, just different things we want to do with social media. We really want to take time to 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 really speak to the men. All, all throughout November. So um, that's not to say that we're pushing ladies to the side, man, because another great announcement is that Create with Kendra is returning this November as well. Um, so, you know, the ladies going to have they y'all, y'all going to have y'all thing, too. You know what I'm saying? But church board confessions and and a lot of things that we do, a lot of channels that we use. Um, with unassociated is going to be mostly geared towards the men but that does not mean that of course women cannot um, gain from the things that we're going to talk about so i'm excited for the fellas and fellas we are also organizing a virtual event in november towards the end of november i'll have more details next week i promise um but we're going to have just a time for us to actually come together on google meets and we're going to talk we're going to learn we're going to we're going to gain some wisdom from each other so i'm excited for that um and last but not least um, I gotta, I gotta do housekeeping, man. Unassociated is a 501c3 nonprofit in California. Um, and with your tax deductible donations, we will continue to do the things that we do, which is educate, support, build community and challenge you, the listener and, and anyone else that, that is, uh, you know, considers themselves a, a part of our community. Um, you know, God has been providing, God has been doing his thing. And let me tell you, there's no pressure because whether you give us money or not, we are going to be here doing this thing. If I got, you know what I'm saying? No equipment. Y'all remember the episode where I recorded in the car, like we'll get it done regardless. But with, um, your donations, things just become a lot more easier when you have money. So of course we have another poetry jam getting planned for the beginning of February, um, we'll have more information on that coming soon um, and just things that we want to do in order to take unassociated to the next level. Um, we would truly appreciate and we truly be grateful for any type of donation of any amount, whether it's a one time donation or a monthly donation. You can go to www.unnecessassociated.com slash donate um, and you can make that happen. So God bless you if you are led. No pressure. Um, but we're going to get to this episode. All right. Today we're going to talk about entitlement. And I'm going to just give you the straight point right off the bat. You can write this in your note. You can put it in on a shirt, whatever it might be. The point of this episode is that God's love is a lot easier to recognize when you are not entitled. All right. God shows his love to us every day. God blesses us every day. But a lot of us do not see, do not recognize the way God is showing his love to us. God has been blessing us because we are so entitled. I'm sorry. 
and I'm no exception, okay? I'm a very entitled human being. I am the youngest in my family. I am the only male of my dad, all right? So you have to understand, not only am I like the 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 heir to everything of, of my dad, you know what I'm saying? I'm also the youngest. So of course, you know, us youngest, you know how we get down, you feel me? Give it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, give it to us, all right? Give us a toy. Give us the last part of the food. Give it to us, all right? Entitlement is, is, is very much embedded in our DNA, okay? Um, and, and it was really, I got the inspiration for this episode from two clips, man. I love me some Deion Sanders. Shout out to Deion Sanders, man. I love Deion Sanders, like legit, like for real. Um, and Nick Saban, okay? I don't know why like these college coaches are really like motivational speakers now. Um, but I'm going to play the Deion Sanders clip. I think the Deion Sanders clip was from a while ago. And then this Nick Saban clip as well. So I'm, I'm going to play these two and then we'll get back to the conversation. I am sick and tired of this and I got to speak on it. But speak on the prime, I'm glad you said so. Why you got an attitude like light owes you? Kids, you got an attitude like your parents owe you. Relationship, you got an attitude like that person who left you owes you. Life don't owe you nothing. You live it. You breathe it. You're, you're consuming air. You're consuming space. And you in time. And you ain't paid for none of that. If truth be told, you owe life. You owe life. You got air. You're breathing. Space. Time. Everything. And you ain't gave back nothing. And I'm going to tell you about life. Life don't accept checks, credit cards, cash, or sex. Now, how you gonna pay for life? God gave you life, and you ain't getting God nothing. Think about that. Truth. Okay, y'all ready for a lecture? Yeah. Talk about the importance of nothing. You get up every day, you're entitled to nothing. Nobody owes you nothing. You could have talent, but if you don't have discipline and you don't execute, you don't focus, what do you get? Nothing. If you're complacent and not paying attention to detail, what does that get you? Nothing. So nothing is acceptable but your best. So we need to be Everything is determined by what you do and you trying to be your best so that you can build on positive performance so that, and that's, that's the only thing, there should be nothing else right, but that, you know, for everybody. Um, so that's what we have to stay focused on. That's what we need to do. We need, we, we need to not accept anything but our best in terms of what we're doing in preparation. All right, beautiful, beautiful, just just beautiful. Well said. Um, these videos is what inspired really this you know entire season of God really working on entitlement within me, man. Because I'll tell you, man, I'm entitled. All right, the idea that life doesn't owe me anything, it sounds good. I would probably say it. I've probably preached it before, but that doesn't mean that I've actually practiced it. I'm really sorry. Okay, the idea of life not owing me anything is weird to me i'm sorry <laughs> like 
or the idea that God doesn't owe me anything is just kind of crazy and, and uncomfortable to me. And I'm being real. I'm not saying I, I believe I'm wrong, but like I'm, I'm being real. Like I can tell you that God doesn't owe me anything. I could tell you that life doesn't owe me anything, but I do not behave like life does not owe me anything or like God does not owe me anything in my in the back of my conscious. The part that I really don't like to speak, you know, based off of. I don't fully understand this, but I think it's very important that we all understand this. Right. You know, we all know the gospel. The gospel start, you know, hey, Adam and Eve, they fell. Right. Now humans have this sinful nature. Jesus Christ died for the ungodly. When we put our faith in him, we have eternal life. We have the Holy Spirit, sanctification, all that good stuff. Right. Romans 5, 8, you already know what it says. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. He died for us, not because we deserve it, right? Because we don't deserve anything from God and, and all of that different stuff. We know it's all by his grace, God's grace, God's grace, God's grace. These are all things that we know. It's things that we we're taught in Sunday school, things that we we're taught in Bible study. Every Christian knows about God's grace. But when I tell you, man, I was reading this book and what the author said was that there's a lot of things he knew about God, but it was just theoretical knowledge, right? And I had to Google what theoretical knowledge was. But uh, essentially what it is is like having theoretical knowledge of something is having the knowledge of it, but not having a practical approach to it, right? A lot of us have theoretical knowledge of the gospel. We have theoretical knowledge of God, right? We can say that, yeah, I don't, God doesn't, you know, owe me anything. I don't, I don't deserve anything from God, but realistically... The way that we live our lives does not match the things that we theoretically know because we don't practice that. We don't operate by that. We do think based on our actions. A lot of us, we do think that we are entitled to the blessings of God. We do think that God, God owes us, which is crazy when you say it. Right. That's why we don't say it. There's a lot of things we Christians, we don't say. But if you look at our lives, that's what we believe. And we need to unpack that. We need to deconstruct that. Get it? I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> um, we got to live it out. We got to actually live it out. Because according to the gospel, we do not deserve anything from God. We do not deserve money, shelter, clothes on your back, stability, a job, <laughs> peace of mind, good health, believe it or not. All of these things. We When we say we don't deserve anything from God, God doesn't owe us anything that means he doesn't owe us anything but the reality is we get mad at god if he does not give us one of these things we get mad at him we're going to say that god is not good and we're going to say that god hates us and you might be even thinking to me well aren't these things basic human rights like aren't aren't these things basic things that we need in order to live our lives Yes, but don't you understand that the life that you are living is even from God? Even the life that you live, the air that you breathe is from God. Genesis 2 verse 7 tells us about how God molded Adam from the dust and then breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And that's when he became a living being. We are powered by the breath of life from God, the very life that we have, not even talking about the things that we want in our lives in order for it to be comfortable. The life that we have (laughs) 
comes from God. James 1 verse 17 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Our life comes from God. All the good and perfect things we experience come from God. And for that reason, God deserves our thanks. He deserves our service. He deserves our worship. He deserves our devotion. Some people say, oh, why does God want us to worship him? So narcissistic. My friend, How? who's the real narcissist? The one that has given you everything that you do not deserve. Or the one who can acknowledge that everything that they have has been given by God and still not worship him. What excuse? The real question is, what excuse does a human being whose life, let alone all the goodness and the perfect things that they've experienced in that life, what excuse does that human being have for not worshiping God? That's the real question. That's the real one. All of that. God gives us these great things. He deserves our things. He deserves our service. He deserves our worship. He deserves our devotion. But you know the thing that keeps us from giving God all of this? Our sense of entitlement. Because we believe we are entitled to these things. So much so that we might not say this. But what we believe is when God wakes wakes us up in the morning, when God allows us to breathe his air, when God gives us a job, when God puts money in our bank account, when God does all these different things, really what we're saying to God is that's the bare minimum, as you should. Bare minimum. You know, (laughs) let me not let me not say what I want to say right now. (laughs) As a black man, we hear that too much, man. Bare minimum, bare minimum. That's what we be telling God, though. God woke you up this morning. Oh, that's a bare minimum. We don't. We might not say it, but that's how we live it. Waking, waking you up this morning. Oh, that's bare minimum. Got food to eat. Bare minimum. Clothes on your back. Bare minimum. Shelter. Bare minimum. That's what we tell God when we're not grateful for the things that He's given us each day because we feel entitled to all of these things because for some reason, despite all the sin that you've done in your life, you still think that God owes you something. Don't confuse basic human rights that we talk about in politics and all these, you know, government and and human relations. Don't confuse that with rights that you deserve from God. Don't confuse that with this idea like God owes you something. That might work, you know, when we're talking about human to human. That might work when we're talking about the state, the government. All of that. But it doesn't work when we're talking about God. It doesn't. God doesn't owe you jack. Not one thing. Entitlement. When you're entitled, you don't recognize your privilege. When you're entitled, you you are not grateful for the things that you have. When you're entitled, you do not notice how far you have been brought by God. And that's the problem with entitlement. Entitlement is pride. Entitlement is craving. 
It distracts us from being grateful by telling us that we deserve all good things. It distracts us from what we have with the things that we crave. You know, it's really popular. You know, people talk about their affirmations, right? And the affirmations that they have is that you deserve all good things. You deserve good things. You deserve good things. You you uh, you deserve the best. And, you know, I, I, I'm cool with that within certain contexts, right? Like if you're someone who has a self, self-loathing problem, it might be really good for you to remind yourself that, hey, like, you know, you deserve good things, right? You know, or maybe people are mistreating you and it's like, okay, hey, you deserve good things. And that's a great reminder within that context. But it's important for us to not conflate that with God, though. You know, when we're talking about things in a more general sense, when we're talking about things in reference to God, you do not deserve all good things. God doesn't owe you anything. God is not in debt to you. Do you understand that? Entitlement makes you think that God is in debt to you. Isn't that crazy? Entitlement puts a little switcheroo on the gospel. And it makes you think that because you've given your life to Christ, he oh God owes you. <laughs> when in reality, if there's anybody that's owed anything, it's God. Because he made the sacrifice. Right? Because he paid the price on our behalf. Right? Because he bought us. He's the one that went out of his way. For us. Hello. But entitlement will switch it around, man. It's not good. This is the part that's going to piss some people off. I was, uh, I think I said it before, but I was watching this video where somebody said, or I didn't say it before. I was watching this TikTok and somebody said that the Bible is the most immoral book that's ever been written, which is cap. Come on now. You don't even have to be a Christian to see that that's cap. But I know why they said it, though, because they say it because the Old Testament and how God was just, man, getting rid of them. Old Testament style. Just popping them off. Right. But I thought to myself that even that idea is rooted in entitlement because it presupposes that the life that you have is owed to you to live it like like the life that if some if god were to take away the life your life it means that he's bad but i need us to understand that your very life is god's for the taking god gave you life And dare I say it, if he decided to take away your life today, he would not be a wicked God. He gave it to you. He can take it back when he wants. That point right there makes a lot of people angry. That part right there 
a lot of people are going to say God's evil, God's narcissistic, God's this, God's this, God's that. But for those of us that can step outside of our sense of entitlement for two seconds and can, by the help of the Holy Spirit, put on some form of humility, instead of saying that God is hateful, that point actually reveals to us how loving God is. Because then we start to realize that, look at these things that I do have. God doesn't owe me anything, but I have breath in my lungs. God doesn't owe me anything, but I have money. God doesn't owe me anything, but I do have a job. Maybe it's not my dream job, but I have a job. Maybe I don't have the perfect health, but I do have some health. I do have some shelter. I do have some clothes. I do have some stability. When you realize that God doesn't owe you anything... And then beside that, recognize the things that you do have. Then you are able to see why you should be grateful to God. Then you are able to recognize his loves because you realize that the things I have is not because guy is the things that you have is not because you deserve it. It's not because God owed it to you. The things you have is because God loves you because all good and perfect things come from above. Come from him, the father of lights. Then you are able to recognize God's love. You didn't earn it. You did not deserve it. God did not give it to you because he owed it to you. God does not owe you anything. God is not obligated by you to do anything. The only obligation that he has or only thing that he is obligated by is his own word not you (laughs) then you can start to realize oh wow this is evidence of god's love because i didn't get i don't have these things because i deserve it i have it because he loves me i have it because he's blessed me entitlement is dangerous Look at the Israelites in Numbers 11. Israelites, of course, being led through the wilderness, they were given manna by miraculous means by God because they were hungry. God provided for them food to eat. But at some point, they got tired of that manna. Numbers 11, we'll read verse 4 to 6, and then we'll jump to verse 31 to 33. Verse 4 says, Now the mixed multitude who were among them, talking about the Israelites, look at this, yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, who will give us meat to eat? Verse five, we remember the fish we ate freely in Egypt. Ooh, that's where they messed up. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna. Oh, before our eyes. Look at this, yo. I read this not too long ago, too. The Israelites were given manna by God miraculously because they were hungry. But the Bible says because they yielded to intense craving, they became ungrateful ultimately. And they were saying, all we have is this manna. We want meat to eat. And they even went as far to saying, back in Egypt, we had it. They were in Egypt crying, God, deliver us from this slavery. But now because they ain't got no ribs, 
and hot links they talking about man slavery wasn't that bad could you believe it and they became ungrateful and that's why it's very important for us to be aware of our cravings understand that just because you crave it does not mean that you are entitled to it and do not let your cravings distract you from being grateful to god please don't let it happen when you do not keep your cravings under control you will be distracted by them way too distracted by them to express any gratitude to god let's continue verse 31 it says now a wind went out from the lord and it brought quail from the sea and left them fluttering near the camp about a day's journey on this side and about a day's journey on the other side. So God actually gave them meat to eat all around the camp and about two cubits about the surface of the ground. Verse 32. And the people stayed up all that night. I'm sorry, all that day, all night and all the next day and gathered the quail. He who gathered least gathered 10 homers. I don't even know what a homer is, but sounds like a lot. And they spread them out for themselves all around the camp. But while the meat was still between their teeth, before it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was aroused against the people. And the Lord struck the people with a very great plague. And it goes on. These people died and they were buried there. Some deep stuff. God started to wipe some of them out. Old Testament style. This made me think. Because I. I got to be real. And I say this, you know, kind of like jokingly, but I got to be real. If I was one of the Israelites in the wilderness, dare I say it, this would have been my stop. I, I'm, I can be real because I like food. I'll keep it a buck. I feel like. I would have been, <laughs> I would have been whacked off, man. I would have been, I would have been gone, done. And it's humbling. It's very humbling. Um, and I thank God that, you know, really the word of God is able, I, I'm able to see it. And I'm able to learn. I'm able to to learn from it and, and see what pleases God or what doesn't please God. I'm able to learn from the example as we ought to do. That's what we ought to do. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 9 says, Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain, nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Because we be complaining. Now all these things happened to them, talking about the Israelites, as examples. And they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, this is the kicker. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who's, who's faithful? God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation also will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it man i thank god because he is faithful 
and we will face the temptations of our cravings. We will face the temptations of entitlements, but God has provided a way. He's literally helping us to not be entitled. He's helping us to overcome our cravings. He's helping us to serve him well. Today we have the Israelites' stories as examples, man. Because of their stories, we know what pleases God and what does not please God. Please, please heed these words. Never look at the Israelites in the Bible and think that you are better than them. Because I know sometimes I'll be thinking, like, how could they be so dumb? How could they sin like that? These people were crazy. When I tell you, man, we are not better than them. And the reason why I know is that we go through the same thing we we go through the same we go through the same things they went through just in different forms like for them it was leaving egypt through the wilderness to get to the promised land but in the wilderness they're not really trusting god they're rebelling against god they're turning their back on god you know maybe you're not a slave in egypt going to a promised land but maybe you're someone who went from being employed and you hated your job, but now God has called you to entrepreneurship. But that little that little gap between being a successful entrepreneur and being, you know, kind of like a slave to your job, it's just you being unemployed, not making any money. You know what I'm saying? And I've been unemployed, not making any money before on EDD. And in that time, man, it was definitely hard to faithfully serve God. I wonder how many times I turned my back in the same form and had the same thoughts as some of the Israelites. I can be real, man. I got to be real. We have to be real. We have to take heed because that's what it says in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 10. Therefore, let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he fall. I do not think I stand. Without the Holy Spirit, I do not stand at all. Please understand that. <laughs> on my own i am not more righteous than anybody else man i know what i can do i know what i can do without the lord i need him i need the holy spirit let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he fall i ain't i ain't trying to fall but i could and i would without the holy spirit without yielding to the holy spirit without dying daily and we all need to have that same mindset don't get too comfortable don't think that you're better. Don't think that you're less entitled. Don't think that you're less sinful. You have the capacity to really betray and turn your back on God. Some of you have the memory of that. Some of us, we might not have the memory, but we need to understand that it's still the truth. And we need to take heed lest we fall. Entitlement has infiltrated many of our minds and we need to deconstruct it we need to deconstruct entitlement in our heads god does not owe you anything and when you realize that then it can open you up to recognizing that all the good and perfect things you have in your life are evidence of god's love because he's blessed you with them not because he had to give you what you were owed but because he loves you every day we can see the evidence of god's love if we stop taking things for granted if we stop discounting things because of our entitlement 
So let's give some practical steps that we can do, man. And and I'm gonna I'm really gonna give you I'm gonna walk you through this, all right? At some point you're gonna have to pause, all right? And you have to do this yourself. If if you're you know multitasking, if you are you know on your way to work, whatever you're driving, whatever it might be, I I would rather you listen to the rest of this episode when like you're sitting down and you have a paper and a pen. But I would like to ask. I don't know if I've ever done anything like this before. But this is kind of this is an idea that I had. I would like to ask if you're listening to pull out a paper and a pen. All right, pull out a paper and a pen. Okay. Pauses if you need to find a paper and pen. So, um, first part is prayer. You need to pray and you need to ask God to search you and know you and reveal to you any wickedness that you have in your heart, including entitlement. All right. That's the priority right now. Entitlement. What is the entitlement that you have in your heart? Ask God to reveal it to you right now. Okay. Pray that. All right. And then we're going to go to number two. Step number two, ask yourself this question. What do I believe I am entitled to among the things that I have right now in my life? I'm going to say that again. Among the things you have in your life right now, ask yourself, what do I think I'm entitled to? Not the things you wish you had, but the things you have right now. Be honest with yourself. Some of us, I believe, and and I'll write my list. I believe I'm entitled to good health. I believe I'm entitled to a roof over my head. I believe I'm entitled to an education. <clears throat> Write that all out and pause it and, to, and complete that task. All right. What do you believe that you're entitled to? Write it all out. And then we'll go to number three. Step number three. You titled the la- I don't know if I probably messed this up, but. You're supposed to write the title of your list. Your list is the things that you believe that you're entitled to that you currently have. Step number three is that you cross out that title. And rename that list things God has gifted me. And now you can recognize. All the things that you have taken for granted that God has gifted you. And let me tell you, he did not gift it to you. You don't deserve gifts. Gifts are given not because people deserve it. They're not given based on merit. Gifts are not earned. They are just given. And God has given you those things because he loves you. If you were looking for evidence of God's love today, look no further. There it is. My God has been intentional about all these things that he has given you. And for that reason, he deserves the praise. He deserves your service. He deserves your love, honestly. We serve a good God, man. We serve a good God. Stop writing off the ways that God is good to you on a daily basis as the bare minimum. It's not the bare minimum. It's not. It's the blessings of the Lord, man. That we get to witness every day. (sighs) Don't take it for granted, man. Don't take this life for granted. Recognize the beauty in each day, man. And that's when you're able to recognize God's love, I tell you. Do not let entitlement distract you from the goodness and the love of God. No more. No more.
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this word that I truly needed, that I'm sure many listening or watching truly needed, oh God. And Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, especially as we're going to November and it's Thanksgiving season, help us, Lord, to recognize our senses of entitlement. And, and, and I ask that the Holy Spirit work with us to get rid of them. Let them be replaced with senses of gratitude, of gratitude and service and devotion to you. Because finally, we recognize the love that you show us on a day to day basis. No longer are we taking things for granted. No longer are we telling you that this is the bare minimum. No, instead, God, we are recognizing the ways that you have blessed us and the ways that you continue to fuel this life that we live and provide in this life that we live. So you deserve, you deserve all the glory, all the honor and all the praise. And we are giving you that right now. Oh God, help us Lord Jesus to not forget these things. That entitlement gets in, entitlement gets in the way of recognizing your love. So we're getting rid of enti entitlement and we are going to recognize your love. We are going to bask in your love. The very thought of your love is going to fill our days with joy and peace. Oh God, in Jesus mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. No more entitlement, y'all. We got to be intentional. All right. No more entitlement. Let's make sure that we are being grateful to God. You know what I'm saying? Let's make sure that we are not only uh, satisfied with theoretical knowledge, but we are practicing what we know. All right. We are living out the knowledge that we have of Christ. All right. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. And I'll see you guys next week behind this mic and also, um, Lord willing, and also at Bible study, Lord willing. Love you guys. Have a great week. Peace. <laughs>